I am of the opinion today in the world in which we live, we just need to use and have a greater appreciation for glue. Yeah, that, that's my subject this morning. Glue. G-L-U-E. Glue. Glue and adhesive used to fix or attach firmly. Collins Dictionary says glue. It's a sticky substance used for joining things together, often for repairing broken things. In other words, glue is used to repair broken things. Uh-huh. Uh, another definition says glue is an adhesive, a force that exists in the area of contact between unlike bodies that acts to unite them. Glue makes things stick together. Glue has staying power. Glue fixed stuff that was broken. We ought to take some time today and appreciate glue. Of course, there are different brands of glue. There are all types of glue. I'm sure you're familiar with Elmer's glue. Yeah, the kids use that a lot. Um, I'm sure you are familiar with, or I hate to say you're familiar with it, but there's something that, that um, Minister Curry just couldn't help but holler out, but yeah, crazy glue. Yeah, that, that glue that's even considered crazy. And, and I don't know about this, my wife, this, this, this tacky glue. Yeah, just, just different kinds of glue. And of course, you know, there's gorilla glue. All, all, all types, all types of glue. But also, they all like to tack on this and say that they are all super glue. Yeah, super glue. And, and I want you to know that the real super glue is the glue that can never be pulled apart. The real super glue. And that's the very essence of glue. So the sermon today is about G-L-U-E, glue. And that is God loves you every day. God loves you every day. Now, that's our message to tell everyone, everywhere, every day. When you say, what did the pastor preach about? God loves you. That's what you can say to them. God loves you every day. Seeing that God has placed us here to make a real difference in this world, let's look at how glue can fix our broken world. First point. And let me state this, I, from last Sunday's message, I got one thing, one person said this to me, I'm not calling her name. She said, Pastor, that message was so powerful because it was so short. <laughs> but, but this statement was made that really, that really caught my attention. It said, Pastor, when you preach less, 
we can remember more. I just want to see if I got an amen from that or not. Don't y'all be amen in that. <laughs> amen. All right, but here we go. Here we go. First point. First point. I'm, I'm moving right through. First point. Glue unites. In physics, it says of or relating to the molecular force that exists in the area of contact between unlike bodies and that acts to unite them. Contact between unlike bodies and acts to unite them. Yeah, 2 Corinthians 5, 18 through 21 puts it this way. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the ministry of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. What could be more unlike than sinful mankind and a holy and righteous God? What could be more unlike than a man who's born in sin and shaped in iniquity and a God who's always been holy and just and righteous? What could be more unlike, but yet this God and powerful and loving God sought to bind us together so we could never be separated again? He loved us. He loved us. He loved us. God showed his love for us that he knew that we were sinned. We were separated from him. And some kind of way, we had to be back to him, that we could not just be with him while we live on this earth, but we could be with him forever. He loved us so much from the very beginning, from the foundation of the world. He had put in place a way for us to forever be with him and to know him and to love him, to show his love for us. God did you something stronger than everyday glue. Yeah, what can you use other than glue to stick us together? Look at what he used. He sent his son Jesus, who came through 42 generations, who went about doing good. And yet they talked about him, ridiculed him, called him everything but a child of God. But look at our Lord and Savior when they marched up to Golgotha's hill. Look what he did for us. He allowed them, instead of gluing him to the cross, he allowed them to put nails in his hands, nails in his feet, with a crown of thorns on his head, and he hung on the cross and died for all of our sins. He died while we were yet sinners. Yeah, yeah. It was not the nails that glued Jesus to the cross. It was love. Yeah, his love. What greater love is man than this? They lay down his life. He loved us. And because we're united with Christ through his sacrifice, because we're united with Christ because of his love, because we're united with Christ because of the blood that was shed for us, we enter into a relationship that we can never be separated. Yeah, Romans 8. 38, 39 says, For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, 
nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. We are glued together with God. And nothing will separate us from his, I said nothing will separate us from his, nothing will separate us from his love. God loves you every day. God loves you every, Pastor, why don't you just say God loves us every day? Well, because when I say God loves us, folk think I'm talking about just the church folk. When I say us, you think I'm talking about just my family. But I want you to know individually, every last one of us to know God loves you every day. Not because you've made all the right decisions. He loves you every day. Not because you're so smart and you went to the right college or the right university and you got a good education. No, not because of that. No, 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 no. Not because you have a great job or the best job or you've just been promoted. Nothing to do with the job you have. No, not because of that. He loves you even with no job. Yeah, he loves you in spite of the mistakes you have made and still make. He loves you even though you have lied and still lie. He loves you even though you have, have cheated and stolen and, and did all kinds of stuff. He loves you because you smoke, drink, steal, and sexually promiscuous. He still loves, I said he still loves you. He loves you. He definitely loves you. He may hate <laughs> the things you do, but he loves you. Y'all got to hear me today. He loves you. We are joined together with God through the love of Jesus. You are not so bad that God does not love you. I said you're not so bad that God does not love you. Matter of fact, I'm throwing in John 3, 16. Yeah, to let you know that I know what I'm talking about. John 3, 16 says, for God. So love the world, not, not, not so God so loved the Christians, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. But y'all know I don't do 316 without 317 because all of us need to hear that. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. Regardless of what you have done and where you've been and how you've done it, God loves you. So how does glue, how does this fact that God loves you every day, how does that fix a broken world? I'm glad you asked. Secondly, because God loves you every day, you have to love him back. One time we love him because he first, oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus because he first loved me. We have to love him back. Second Corinthians chapter 5. 14, 15 says, for the love of Christ controls us because we have concluded this, that one has died for all, therefore all have died. He died for all, that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him 
who for their sakes died and was raised. <laughs> Woo, he, he's saying he loved us so much that he died for all the mess we have done. Past, present, future. He died for all of that. And our gratitude for him dying, for loving us so much and dying for us, is that we would love him. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. We would love the one who we are no longer for ourselves, but for him. We live for him who for our sakes died and was raised. So the question is, how do you love God back? How do you love God back? I, I heard you say, Pastor, love God back. I know, I know what y'all saying. You say, I'm loving God back because I came to worship. Some folk didn't make it this morning, but I, I came, so that's showing I love God. Okay, cool, all right, but, but, but how do we love God back? Let's, let's see what the Lord says, how we love him back. John 13. 34, 35, Jesus says, a new commandment I give you, that you love one another. Well, well how are we going to love one another? He said, as I have loved you. Don't, don't, don't love one another like you think you ought to love one another. He said, love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. How can you recognize a child of God? How can you recognize a child of God? You can't find a key. How can you recognize a child of God? He's been washed in the blood of well, how you can recognize a child of God is right here in the scripture. When we love as Christ loved us. How do you love people who make it hard for you to love them? How do you love objectionable people? Y'all know them. People who lie, cheat, steal. People who seem to always have a chip on their shoulder. How, how, you, how you love them folk? You know, you see, we justify not loving folk because of stuff folk have said or done. We justify cutting folk off. I don't like the way they treated me. But did Jesus cut you off? For how we failed to do what he asked us to do? How, how do you love these folk? You, you, you and I don't know why the people act like they act or why they do what they do. But one thing is for sure. They need the love that God has for them. No matter who they are, that's why God sent them to you. That, that's why they're in your life. That's why you're in contact with them. Let me put it another way. Let me just prove something to you. Do you know everybody in the whole world? Do you know everybody in Savannah? I mean, you don't know everybody in your neighborhood. But the folk who you do know, you might as well know that's a divine assignment from God. That he needs you to love them like he loves you, that they may see his love and be transformed from their ways. 
See, the, the folk we talk about, I mean, folk who, who we call sinful and crooked and evil and all that kind of stuff, they get even more so when we holy folk look at them like they're mean and they're crooked and they're everything else. But what would happen if we shared with them the love that God has shared with us? I'm talking about how we fix, how, how we glue and fix a broken world. God is depending upon us to love folk who seem the most unlovable, to care for folk who seem to be the most not wanting you to care for them. And he's telling us, you say, well, I don't know how to love them. I'm not a psychiatrist. I don't, I don't know how to help somebody. I don't know. Love them like God loved you. You know how he loves you. you. You don't need to go read a whole bunch of books on how God loved you. You know what you done did, and he done forgave you. Okay, I got some folk ain't never done nothing. I see the wings already. Yeah, all right, okay. Yeah, yeah, but, 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 you, but you know how God has forgiven you and, and how he's given you another opportunity, how you went to him and you spoke to him, how he sent somebody to you to give you some relief, how he sent somebody to you to help you out when you needed a handout, when you needed a help up, when you needed something, how God did it for you. He put you in place to do that for somebody else. Now, when I say love them, I know you're saying, Pastor, Pastor, you're putting us in harm's way. You're talking about, I can't love folk that act like that folk. Or I don't know. I keep my discipline or whatever. I'm not saying you love them because you trust them. That's not what I'm saying. No, 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 no. You don't love them because you trust them. You love them because you trust God. Y'all didn't hear me. You, you can reach out to them because you know God got your back. God got you covered. You love them. Because you trust God. Take just a, take just a drop of faith. It, it doesn't matter which, which glue you use. You, you might call it crazy to love somebody who's unlovable. But, but you take that super glue and, 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 just, and just enough of it, just, just, just put a drop on it. You know, the, uh, you know just, just a little dab of it can, can hold stuff together. <laughs> And, and so I'm saying with the glue, I'm saying you put faith. Because if you trust in God, and you got faith in God when you're going to love others. You got enough faith in God that you could do it. It says all you need is the faith the size of a mustard seed. Just a little bit will bind them together. And, and, and listen, the folk that you really can't stand and you think can't stand you, if they came to know Christ, they would be transformed. Yeah, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. So God calls upon us to come together and to get that done. Last point. God is with you. God is with you. God loves you every day. God loves you every moment. God loves you every minute. God loves you every second. God loves you every day, every moment. Psalm 137, verse 7 through 10 says, Where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the utmost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. 
Where can we go? They go, you know, I have, some, I have some good news and I have some bad news. And I'm done. Bad news. God is with you. What, what do you mean, bad news, Pastor? Um, everything you've done, God was there. God is in the booth, in the back, in the corner, in the dark. Thank you, Flip. <laughs> yeah, God, no, no, no matter where you go, God is there. When, when you were sneaking and thought you had all your tracks covered, that nobody knew where you were or what you were going to do, or how you going to do it? God is there. Every evil scheme you've cooked up, when you got with other folk and, and y'all got together and, and schemed whatever you said, God was right there in the midst of it. For everyone you hurt, intentionally and unintentionally, God was there. But you know, I got some good news. Good news is, God is with you. I, I, I said the bad news was God is with you. But the good news is, God is with you. Through every pain, through every trial, through every unfortunate situation, through every situation that you didn't understand why you were going through what you were going through, God was with you. Through the times when you didn't know where the next meal was coming from, God was with you. From the times when it looked like everybody turned their backs on you and you felt so lonely, you didn't know which way to go, God is with you. When it looks like all hope is gone, no, no, it's not gone because we are stuck to God. His love constrains us. We're stuck with God, and because of who he is, God is with you. And God is not with us to destroy us, but he's there to help us to do his will. And you do realize if we do his will, then this world would be transformed. If everybody had Jesus, what a wonderful world this would be. If everybody would love as God teaches us to love, what a wonderful world would be. If everybody would forgive as God teaches us to forgive, what a wonderful world this would be. If everybody would give as the Lord teaches us to give so we can share one among each other, what a wonderful world this would be. He's so placed his love with us. He's so gotten stuck to us. He's gotten where he can't separate he can't separate us. Nobody can separate us from his love that he has for us. Not even our own actions can separate us from the love of God. And if you don't know him, you ought to come today and know him as your Lord and Savior. He loves you. He loves us. God loves you. You say, well, I don't know what to tell folk. Tell them God loves you. Every day. Tell them God loves you every day. But you don't know what I did. God loves you. You don't know about my family. God loves you. 
You don't know about my situation. God loves you. You don't know what I did last week. God loves you. You don't know what I was planning on doing to you. <laughs> God loves you. And if we became the vehicle that let everybody else know that God loves them. Now listen, if you know that God loves them, you know that God loves them, then you know also you ought to love them. You can't do harm to them. Because sometimes we think it's everybody else making this world so bad. That's why I love the song that says, it's me. It's me, oh Lord. Standing in the need of prayer. Ah, the scripture tells us before communion, but we need to do it every day. We ought to examine ourselves and allow God to move in us and to guide us and to help us to be transformed into what he wants us to be. God loves you every day. We ought to take that message everywhere we go. Tell everybody who knows you. Go ahead and put it on Facebook. Go ahead and put it on Instagram. Go ahead and tweet it. Whatever you do, God loves you every day, which will make us more mindful of what we ought to do every day so God can see the grace, so God can see the mercy, so God can see the love that we have for one another so his will can be done. I did say Jesus was nailed to the cross. I did say he died on the cross for all of our sins. But is there anybody here who knows that that's not how the story ends? Oh, he did die. He, he hung on the cross for your sins and my sins. He did die. The Bible says, and while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us for all of our sins. What can wash away our sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make us whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. God, we thank you for your blood. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. He died, but he was placed in a borrowed tomb. Stayed there all night Friday. Stayed there all day Saturday. Stayed there all night Saturday night. But early on that Sunday morning, he got up from the grave with power. Power over the grave. Victory over death. He ascended into heaven. Then he sent back the Holy Spirit to be the glue that lives in us, to guide us, to help us to be together. It's God's will that his church would be one. And I'm not talking about just First African. Everybody who's come to know him, it's his will that the church of Christ, that all of us would be one that we would love, that we would care, that we would share, that we would give, that we would forgive. It was Jesus' prayer, it's my prayer, and it's our prayer. Because God loves you every day. Let us pray. God, our creator, sustainer, redeemer, we thank you for loving us. Not because we've been so good, not because we've said all the right things, not because we've done the right things, but because of your grace and your mercy. God, let us not take your love for granted. Let us not take your mercy and your grace for granted. Let us do our part that your will might be done 
Let us care as you'd have us to care. Let us live as you'd have us to live. Let us do what you called us to do, God, that others may come to know you. Others may come to love you. Others may come to love others and do your will. Thank you again for this day and this opportunity, God, to learn and to grow. Now, God, if there's any who do not know you on today, in this building or even online, we pray that you would touch their hearts, that on this day they will make a decision to live for you, to accept your love and to love you back. We thank you now, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you're here today and you accept and you understand the importance of accepting Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, you want the Lord in your life, we extend your invitation. Just walk down the aisle, give me your hand, give God your heart. Won't you come today? There may be others who have already accepted Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior, but do not have a church home. We invite you to unite in fellowship with First African Baptist Church. Those of you online, if you'd like to unite with us, we ask you to go ahead and put in the word saved. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is there another one? Won't you come? Is there another one? Won't you come? And on today, we ask that you... the day the Lord has made. Thank you for joining us in worship today. We praise God for you and however you're listening. We pray the message you receive will allow you to strengthen your relationship in Christ and build his kingdom as we seek God, shape lives, and serve the world. Remain connected to us as we build God's kingdom together. Join us on Facebook at the historic First African Baptist Church and our website, firstafricanbc.com. You may also contribute through an app called Givelify, G-I-V-E-L-I-F-Y. May God bless you and thank you for worshiping with us.